Welcome to Pull Up the Tape Podcast, the podcast that keeps you connected by providing all the hottest and most current takes in the world of sports. This podcast is a full version of today's episode. Lastly, share this podcast with anyone you know that loves basketball, boxing, football, MMA, and soccer. It's greatly appreciated. Happy listening and enjoy the episode. My name is Michael DeLue. Today is the last episode of the week of Pull Up the Tape. Today is also October 22nd, 2022, and this is episode 108 of Pull Up the Tape. With that being said, I'm going to just jump right into the politics, man. I'm really, really excited. Uh, like I said, man, hey, things hey, things are about to go up from here, man. This is the moment that I've been waiting for, and, you know, this is my opportunity to, to shine and, to, you know, to start turning heads, you feel me, and start stabbing myself in the fish. Stop, start, start stepping myself and start, start really popping my shit. All right. With that being said, two games to talk about today. Uh, later today, there's a UFC. Is I believe UFC 280. Obviously, the Premier League soccer. Oh, can't wait. So much to talk. So much to, so much to watch. Oh, can't wait. All right. Let me wrap this up because I got work in a couple hours. But with that being said, let's just get into the politics. So the Celtics defeated the Heat 111 to 104 yesterday. On prime time in the early in the early slot, and man, like I I have so many so many, I I can speak highly of the Celtics for days, for weeks, for months, and I know that for I know for a fact the Celtics this season will give me reason to believe that you know they can make it back to the finals, and they they're a team with their their team their team that's motivated, they're a team that's on a mission, and they're they've obviously grown and learned. I mean, yeah, it, it is a little early to say, but I mean, if, if you look at the two games they've played, they played the Sixers and they played the Heat, both teams that they'll possibly see in the playoffs, and they got statement wins against both of them. Yesterday against the Heat, they utilized their size. I mean, but what Boston? Boston has length in every single position. Jalen Brown, six six. Tatum, six ten. Marcus Smart, six four, six five. Derek White, six eight. Al Horford, 6'10". That's their starting starting five. Off the bench, Malcolm Brogdon, 6'8". Grant Williams, 6'6". Got good size in, all, in, in a lot of positions. So they can guard. They can guard straight up. They can switch everything. And just defensively, man, Boston is going to – Boston was a problem, and they're going to remain a problem. And not only do they flex their muscle on the defensive end, on the, on the offensive end, specifically the three-point line, they're flexing their muscle too. They're in the, in the game, uh. Like, come on now. Like, hey, Boston is for real. And to no surprise, they played a really, really good team team defense. But I just, but it, the thing, the thing with Boston is they they play complementary basketball. What I mean by complementary basketball is they play great great defense, play great offense. The defense leads to the defense leads to uh, open opportunities and good looks on on and vice versa. And the fact that they play good good offense allows them to get set on defense and be able to do the same thing on every single possession, back and forth, complimentary basketball. And on the offensive end, great versatility. Every time on every offensive possession, they're swinging the ball. They're trying to find the best look possible. Everyone is touching the ball before the, the shooter gets a shot off. And just watching that, it's just like, man, this team this team is looking like a well-oiled machine. And the, the crazy thing, and I'm just going to keep saying this, 
this is why this this is this is why so many people I when I when I look at some of these things and I just wonder, okay, well, what was the thought process behind this? The whole notion that Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum can't can't coexist and work together and and thrive and and and, and experience success, that's fucking crazy. Look at them now. Look at them now. They're they're literally they might be the best they might they might they might literally be the best duo in the NBA. And if you want to talk talk about all around play both of them, both of them are all NBA level players. Jason Tatum, first team all NBA. Jalen Brown probably be second team all NBA this season. Both of them are issues on both ends of the floor. And one of the biggest things that I feel like needs to be highlighted is the fact that in the third quarter when they weren't getting they, essentially all the calls were going against them they weren't getting they weren't getting majority of the calls or foul calls and you know they were they were turning the ball over and whatever the case may be and Miami started to mount their run hey Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown looked at each other and was like nigga get off nigga get off get off and then they both got aggressive and then started hitting shots not even just not even hitting tough shots tough shots they started hitting tough shots they picked the team up and then they rallied the Celtics to the finish line Celtics outscored the Heat 22-4 to end the third quarter, which is what uh, pretty much essentially sealed the game. Jason Tatum, 29 points. Jalen Brown, 28 points. Man, Jalen Brown, man, both of, both of these dudes, first two games of the season, both of them went for more than 25 in each game. The first time that's happened since Robert Parrish and Larry Bird in, in, fr- in franchise history. That's like almost 30, 40 years. And – Jalen Brown, man, Jalen Brown just, based on the eye test, based on the eye test, Jalen Brown looks like he's on a different level at this point. Like, yeah. From, and then I said this about Giannis in yesterday's podcast, and I'm going to say about Jalen Brown. I mean, not that they're on the same level in terms of player, because obviously Giannis is, like, much, much better than him. But Jalen Brown is, is one of the, like, I, he's just so talented and just in his bag so much and can do so much offensively that – it seems like every single time I watch him play basketball, I sit there in awe and like he genuinely wows me. I can't, I honestly can't say that about a lot of players, but Jalen Brown is one of those players that I can say that about. Every single time I watch him play back, like yesterday, hey, there was one play in I, th- I want to say the first quarter where he gave Jimmy Butler such a crucial bucket, and I'm looking at this guy like, damn man, Jimmy Butler is not a scrub, especially not on like, bro. Jimmy Butler's like his, his calling card when he first got into the NBA was defense. Like, and and what we see from Jim, like Jimmy is one of the players that we've seen. Like he's grown, grown as a player from like start to finish. Like you know, Jimmy wasn't this good when he first got into the league. What he could, what his what his calling card was, and what he could hang his hat on was his defense. Jimmy has always been a great defender. Always been a great defender. And when I see Jalen Brown just dragging him on that possession, I'm just like, wow. Jalen Brown's hey, Jalen Brown is different. His bag is different. He's different. The Celtics are different. Hey, the Celtics have a point to prove. Like, you know, and I will say this because I do agree to a certain to a certain extent. You know, the Celtics were lucky that they didn't have to face a fully healthy Milwaukee squad. But it, I mean that that that's just essentially how the game how how basketball works. In the in the NBA, a lot of teams are talented enough to win a championship. A lot of teams are talented enough to go to the finals. I mean, things just have to go your way. Your team has to stay healthy, whatever it case it be. And I feel like this year, Boston definitely wants to prove that what happened last year was not a fluke, and they could go, they could go back again against any – they could be every single team in the Eastern Conference healthy, and, and they won't have an issue. Not they won't have an issue, but, 
Like, people need to be be afraid of them. Be afraid of playing basketball against them, especially in a series. Come on now. And then, last thing I want to say about Boston, man. Malcolm Brogdon is a man. Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon coming off their bench is a massive, massive, massive upgrade from Peyton Pritchard. Malcolm Brogdon has size. The, the biggest difference between Malcolm Brogdon and, and Pritchard, because they can both shoot. But Malcolm Brogdon has size, and he's so much, so a man, a far superior defender. Man, the league is lucky that the league is so lucky that Danilo Gallinari tore his ACL because with him, that's more. Sh- oh man, oh man, the, the, the Celtics are already going to be a problem. With that dude, they would have been even more of a problem. Let me talk about the Heat real quick because man, the Heat got. I don't want to. I, I I definitely don't want to use the word dominated because I definitely don't think that was what happened. But the the Heat definitely looked like the inferior team to the Celtics. They they definitely needed more more size. Like the Heat allowed the Celtics to out rebound them, out hustle them, out muscle them. The the Celtics got so many more second chance points because Bam Bam cannot be the only person on on the floor that's rebound that with the intention of rebounding. And when he went down with foul trouble, they got crushed on the fucking boards. Like, and then also, on top of that, yesterday, the bench was a dismal. Like, besides Gabe Vincent, besides Gabe Vincent, the bench gave them nothing. Max Struess, two points. That's not good enough. Dwayne Dedman, two points. That's not good enough. Duncan Robinson, zero points. Not only is that not good enough, that's fucking terrible. And then Caleb Martin, you're in the starting lineup. Four points? That's not good enough. That's not good enough. And... The Celtics improved to 2-0. The Heat fall to 0-2. So the Heat got to get it together. He got to get it together. They need more size on the front on, in the front court. They need more size in the front court. They need way more. Like, in, like Dwayne Dedman is not it. Sorry. Like, the, the Heat, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. The Heat didn't look, didn't look incredible against the Bulls. Didn't look incredible yesterday. I mean, they, they had chances where they could have won, but... Overall, not the best showing. Not not the best showing for them. And there are factors. There are factors. There are certain factors that took place in in their in their home opener that didn't take place. In, like for example, this in this game, Kyle Lowry actually showed up, had 17 points. Game one, absent. You you couldn't even tell that he was there. Same thing. Some shit that happened in this game. For example, Jimmy Butler, kind of quiet for the most part, 18 points, had a very strong strong outing in the first game. Tyler Hero. Strong out in the first game. Ah. I mean, the strong out in the second game. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously, I, I understand that the, the Heat will correct it, you know, get things to, together. And I see them being a top four seed in probably, uh, they'll probably finish off four or five in the East. But definitely didn't expect them to start off like this. But, I mean, nevertheless, it is only two games. They have 80 more games to play. I mean, and I know for a fact they're going to be able to get things correct because, I mean, the coach that they built there in South Beach, impeccable. So let me get to the second game, and then I'm going to get up out of here. So the Nuggets defeated the Warriors 128 to 123. And let me say this. The Nuggets, specifically, the entire first half, they played their asses off. The entire first half, they played their asses off. They dominated they dominate the Warriors, and they were up by 20. They were dubbing the Warriors in, 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 Oakland, in Oakland, San Francisco, by halftime. They were up 20 points by halftime, and they put up 70, 70 points by halftime. Why? Because KCP, Bruce Brown, which is an amazing pickup, kept hitting clutch shots. 
KCP, 17 points. Bruce Brown, 20 points. Um, and Bones Highland. Man, I'm going to speak. I'm going to speak. I know I'm going to speak. I, I love to give credit to where credit is due. And when I see young players that are developing and taking leaps into their game and, and advancing, and you, you can honestly see the growth, you got you to call a spade a spade. Bones Highland was a big part of what, what the Nuggets were doing in the first half. He was breaking down the defense, collapsing the defense, and kicking and, and creating shots for all the shooters that, that they had. That's why he, Bones Highland singly handedly himself got KCP open looks, Bruce Brown open looks, Michael Porter open looks, and he was creating offense for everyone else. Denver's defense in the second, and Denver's also, Denver's defense in the first half was creating turnovers. They were in the passing lanes. They were making things hard for the Warriors. I mean, in the second half, and in, in it's not second half, in the second quarter, they limited to the Warriors to only 18 points. I don't know when the last time I've ever seen the Warriors only score 18 points in a single quarter, but what does that tell you? Denver played a, Denver played a very complete game in the first half, which is what allowed them to overall end up seeing, end up seeing the victory. I mean, they definitely ran out of steam and, you know, and almost lost the lead. It, the lead got all the way from 20 to one point, but nevertheless, it was enough because they, they did pull it out. Nikola Jokic doing Nikola Jokic things. His 77th career triple-double. He has one more to pass Will Chamberlain. And honestly, just a very, very complete game from the Nuggets. Like, I, and then this team, this team, like, man, I can't wait. I cannot wait. The Nuggets are gonna, the Nuggets are also gonna be a problem in the in the Western Conference. And a lot of teams are not going to, like, they're going to be a matchup nightmare. And then once, once Jamal Murray comes back, oh, man. And, man, I love the addition of KCP. I love the addition of Bruce Brown. And the, the growth that we're going to see from Bones Highland this season, oh, yeah, they're going to be an issue. Let me get to Warriors, and I'm going to get up out of here. The Warriors lost this game in the first half. They, their defense was, their defense, this might have been the single-handedly the worst defensive display I've seen from the Warriors Ever. Like, ever. And, and the fact that this game was at home, first of all, they gave up 70 points in the first half. That's not, like, I, I don't know what the, I don't know what the, what the stat line is for that, but we could do, like, in NBA history, teams that give up 70 points in the first half, they're probably 0 and fucking 30 or 0 and whatever in NBA, because that's not recipe for winning basketball. You can't just l let a team walk into your arena and put up 70 points in the first half. And then on top of that, in the second quarter, you only score 18 points. Like that's man, their defense, defense allowed way too many open looks. And their defense were just were leaving shooters wide open. KCP, wide open. Bruce Brown, wide open. Michael Porter Jr., wide open. Like even Jokic was getting wide open threes. And I'm just watching this shit like, um, this is not Warriors basketball. But Credit to them. They fought back, but in the end, it just wasn't enough. Why? Because they dug themselves in too much. Because if you think about it, the mental and physical that you need to climb back from being down, granted, it's, it is much easier to do that now. Like the, It's probably the easiest to do that than it's ever been, considering the way the NBA, the way back professional basketball is played, and the emphasis on the three-point shot, thanks to the Warriors, that... Even like a fifty, a fit, a twenty-point lead or twenty-five-point lead isn't seen as like something that's insurmountable and you can't come back from. But if you think about how much energy you have to exert on both ends of the floor to make the game close again, I mean, it's it's damn near why it's so hard to do and why you don't really see too many teams do it. I mean, the Suns did it on 
opening no was it wednesday i i, I, don't, I don't even remember what exactly what day it is but it's not too common that you'll see a team come back and win a game where they're down 20 20 plus points it's just not doesn't really happen too often i mean it happens more often now but at the end of the day when you fall down that much and you give up that many points in in the first half and and just fall like that and just and come out and have a horrific display on defense like that you more than likely you're going to lose warriors fought warriors fought a one on one Nuggets approved to one on one, one and one. Overall, it was a really, really good game because towards the end of the game, it was very, very competitive and obviously ended up being a single digit game. But, you know, fortunately, the, the Nuggets made more plays down the stretch to secure the win. And yeah, Warriors lost. But with that being said, uh, that concludes episode 108 of this podcast. Now, uh, obviously, I'm going to, you guys know where I'm going with this. Long live my brother. I miss you every single day. Long live Kobe, long live Gigi, long live Nip, long live Pop Smoke, whoa, long live Mac Miller, long live Vaughn, free Chef G, free Push Icy, I'm out this bitch, it's comeback season, you already know what the fuck it is, I've been told y'all what it is, it is comeback season, so much more shit to come, hey, stay tuned, keep rocking, I'ma keep, I'ma keep producing it, producing this content and getting shit, getting shit how it is, how it's supposed to be, man, I know where, I know where I belong and that's where I'm headed.